Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Okay, welcome. Monday morning, folks. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. You're listening to Three Dudes with a View. Um, we're now the last Monday in August, and it looks like we're going to get some rain today. And we're heading into the fall. We had football last weekend, and uh, we're 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 in that fall groove. All right, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Doug. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How you doing, man? Good morning, Delg. I know you're on a cloud nine this morning. Vanderbilt had a 63-10 victory, man. <laughs> you know, what were they eating? What were they smoking? Golly. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the news. I mean, us Vanderbilt fans don't follow uh, what's going on that closely. So. You don't get a chance to cheer that often. No. Who the heck were they playing? Uh, the University of Hawaii. University of Hawaii. Okay. Well, 400 yards. 400 yards. They they Woo. did look they look much improved from last year. Well, all right. Go doors. <laughs> you know, about right. every 20, 30 years, we'll have a pretty good season. So maybe this is well, – maybe we're due. That's just the first game, no doubt. Don't yep. get too uh, excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Regular special Monday guest dude, Carrie Powers. How are you? Carrie, we can see your lips moving, but we can't hear you. Sorry about that. Good morning. Happy Monday. Hey, speaking of um, – Congratulations on the Vanderbilt win, but have y'all watched that history of the SEC? Mm-hmm. Have y'all watched that? I actually, I think I saw Richard on it. My son? Yes. Oh, that's what? Oh, wow. Well, um, anyways, it's a really powerful story it about is. the SEC, uh, but that's pretty cool that Richard was on it, too. He, yeah, he, he was. He, he like he looked like he was probably about ten years old, and he was in a UT jersey, and it was right there at Neyland Stadium. So, yeah, Reem said it was the Oklahoma game, and he had on his shoulder pads and yep, his jersey. That's he it. Was he was he was ready if they needed to call him in. He was. There you go. Ten years old, yep. ready to play. <laughs> anyway, so how, that that history of the SEC uh, is really cool. Yeah, I've told Delk about that because they talked about Swanee. You know, in the one of the, in the earlier episodes, and how they went on that train trip out to Texas and played like nine games and ten ten days or something crazy like that. Yeah, beat beat, beat everybody. Beat, yeah, Alabama, Vanderbilt, Texas, but, but it was just a whole different. Back then, it was all about uh, gambling, and of course, they all you know Swanee bet on themselves and. And the other team bet on themselves, and, and they played. And, uh, so that that was Luke Lee and his bunch, and I think they made a lot of money and drank a lot of whiskey and had a big time, you know. 
<laughs> there's a reason there's so much passion in SEC football. I'm just going to say the history, I think, is pretty moving. And it's interesting, the military influence in early SEC football. Talking about from the Civil War? No, not quite. I mean, just where, like, you know, General Nalen, you know, oh, was there, that, okay. I'm stepping away, but even um was it bear bryant i mean they all brought a lot of like military structure to the football mm-hmm. back then yeah strict discipline yeah. yeah that was part of it there's no doubt about that um my great uncle played for Nayland, uh and uh now is that john finney's grandfather yes okay yeah. yeah yeah i thought uh this this coach mike I, I was watching it the other night and they said mentioned the suge jordan who coached for auburn for a long time was a uh participant in the battle of the bulge the uh north african campaign and the last campaign into germany uh, as well as a, as a veteran himself and brought as, as carrie mentioned and brought a lot of that influence that discipline influence and stuff into auburn as he turned their program around yeah well, that's that's definitely part of it. That's uh, where where are you watching this SEC history, Gary? The SEC, we saw it on the SEC Network. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's like it's like a seven part series, eight yeah. part series, and once you start watching, it's kind of tough, kind of tough to cut off. It's it's really good. The SEC is unique. I mean, I I. Uh, when my daughter went to graduate school at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, you know, we, we'd always heard about the big house and, and all that kind of thing and then went to a, a football game in the big house, which is what, the Big Ten. And, um, you know, that's the first non-SEC game I'd ever been to, I think. And uh, just let me, let me tell you, folks, there's the there's the SEC, and then everybody else, and everybody else is nothing. I mean, there's nothing that gets close to the SEC. Nothing, not the Big House, not the Wolverines. I mean, it, it looks like Pop Warner football. I mean, it's it's just it, it's it's the SEC and everything else. I mean, that, that's there's nothing like it. Well, this like there- a chicken, and it's like the. The pig and the chicken, you know, the chicken makes a deposit and the pig makes a commitment. The SEC makes a commitment to winning. <laughs> it just means more. At least do our best. <laughs> and speaking of this Thursday, uh, the Tennessee Woo! Volunteers will start their season. You can listen to that on uh, 103.7 WKRN. I'm at, getting nasty, Grams. What, go, go ahead, Clayton. I'll wave, I'll wave the all from the sideline. T- Tennessee will host Ball State uh, Thursday night. So, Oh, that's a cheap one. They'll be playing David Letterman. You. I was going to say David, David Letterman. That's a cheap one. <laughs> so, Passions are always up, up, up the grading, Up the grading a little bit. Then it'll be interesting. Mm. It's kind of like I did Thursday night. I thought, I thought Columbia was looking horrible the first quarter. Columbia uh, Central, mm. and and you know I saw two timeouts called in a row, and then a, a delay of game penalty, which ticked me off. So I left after the first quarter. I didn't really stay for the whole game, but they won. They they won. Uh, I think it was overtime, wasn't it, Clayton? It was. It was, and. Yeah, the new terminology with the offense has kind of taken uh, the kids a little while to 
grasp, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just look confused, you know. Uh, I don't know. It just looked bad to me. So I said, I can't sit here and watch this. You know, I played football in high school, and, yeah, and I'm a the, football fan, you know. New new system, new terminology. It's a similar offense, but it's, uh, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it can take a while for uh, the kids to, to get it. And the coaches obviously got to do a better job of getting the play in quicker as well. So that's, you know. That's the problem. Now, what happened at our game of the week on Friday night? Wasn't uh, much of a game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what what was the final? Uh, you know, the final? Uh, the final score was forty three to nothing. Uh, it could have been. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been hundred three. Uh, I think. He, uh, uh, Mount Pleasant didn't even play a start, a single starter in the second half, and they were on a running clock, which meant that you know if it went out of bounds or anything like that, the clock just kept on going. And so the second the second half was played, I think, in about thirty five minutes or yeah. <laughs> something like that. It was who quick. did Mount Pleasant play? Scotts uh, Hill. Scotts Hill. And, oh, okay. and it was supposed to be our game of the week, implying that it was a big contest, but no, it was really not uh, much. Well, it was really our only game that was at home, other than the Central Dixon County game, which was on Thursday. So. You know, you kind of got, you kind of get what you got. Well, you kind of hope coming in, you know, Scotts Hill won their first game the week before against Bolivar Central, and then you had Mount Pleasant winning uh, against uh, East Hickman. So you got two, two one win teams coming in, and got some, both of them had some momentum. So we're, and Scotts Hill looks really good getting off the bus. And then there was kickoff. Uh, <laughs> and then and then and then there was the first punt and it was a disaster from there and I, I, I like my high school team uh mike mike uh we played a team that had some big country guys i mean you know those guys had muscles in their teeth you know and we we had our nice little clean uniforms we got off the bus we lined up and then the war started yeah <laughs> Uh, we got plummeted all over the field in those games. Well, Scott's, Scott's Hill had one of the some of the unusual things. They uh, their first three punts, they had a they had a dual punt formation. They had two punters, and all three times that they tried to do it, they either snapped it on the ground or in between the punters, and uh, gave up two touchdowns and a safety. <laughs> Oh, man. There, there's no guarantee. Get you Not a good this play. Week. There, 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 there's no guarantee that it gets any better this week for our game of the week as far as, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll say we'll make yeah. that announcement this afternoon of where we're going to be at. But, uh, I mean, yeah. you got some good teams coming in. Coming in, yeah. Yeah. So. Who does Central play coming up this week? We go on the road to Winchester, Tennessee, to play Franklin County on Friday. So yeah, that ought to be a pretty good game. Be a good little drive too. So. Yeah, yeah. Franklin County's pretty good. They're two and zero. They beat Chattanooga Central on thir- uh, Friday, so it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be um, we got we got to have a good week of practice. How's Spring Hill doing this year? They're 0 and 2 right now, currently, and uh, they had Paige coming to town this Friday, so um, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, they, they haven't been good at, at, at getting things going down there up there at Spring Hill. Uh, it's been a while. It's it's definitely been a while. It's been a while. What's what's going on the uh, 
All, all the preseason talk was that a lot of people had some hope that the Vols, the Volunteers, the University of Tennessee might be reviving a bit. Are, are we? Have you seen their it, schedule? They should win ten games. Carrie, yeah. back me up on this. Yeah, I mean, I think we've gotten some good recruits, and Reams is is here in the kitchen, so he can give more details. But um, we've gotten some good recruits, and I, the optimism is high. I've been, I've I've said at the beginning of the season, I've had high optimism, but um, you know, Reams. I think we've gotten some good recruits, and I think we're going to win a few more. I need to be a little reserved in what I say, but again, going back to the history of the SEC. That Vanderbilt caution. <laughs> okay, I'm more optimistic than that. But. Did, Vanderbilt scare him, did Vanderbilt scare him a little bit? <laughs> no, but that's, that is why the SEC is so special. I mean, when I was I graduated – college 94 95 and you know we, i was there for the powerhouse years well i have a, a, a brother that's much younger and like he's been there through the whole he was there and since then through as we've had season tickets taking our kids it's kind of been the slump but we're we're gonna be back on top i mean that's sec passion it's a marathon it's not a sprint and watching that history of the sec you could tell you know when as they kind of went through different seasons in the history, like some teams got just more airtime than others. And at one point, like, I know this is ridiculous, but I had a daughter, my daughter was sitting between us and tears were running down my face. Just, I was like, do you see why Tennessee's special, Darden? <laughs> but uh, SEC, I mean, sometimes you're on top, sometimes you're not, but we're coming back. Okay, I'm, I'm getting some messages here. I've been reminded here that CA is two and zero. Okay, CA is two and zero. Here we go. Yeah, they. Uh, they you don't want to hear my passion for the Tennessee Vols? Sure. <laughs> yeah, there's always passion for Tennessee, Carrie, but they got the proofs in the pudding. I hope that in a few weeks we're talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we are. Yeah, the thing about the. Uh, yeah, the thing about the Volunteers is when they start winning, they're just so dead gum obnoxious. I mean, just... uh, we are no more obnoxious than any other SEC team. No. Uh, well, that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Go I think the, Big I think Orange. The, I hear I y'all's think, groans. Just go Big Orange, go balls. I think the worst crowd is down in Louisiana, Delph, when, they, they, when the LSU start losing. They had a group of guys put a for sale sign on the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Come back. Uh, we'll talk something that's less controversial, like politics. <laughs> <laughs> Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. Grade. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Most chronic back problems are caused by compression from the disc becoming thinner and bulging as we get older. All we have to do is treat the disc by gently decompressing the spine. You may not have to rely on dangerous drugs, risky injections, and often unnecessary surgeries. If you are experiencing neck, back, hip, or leg pain, it's likely we can help you. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call me painfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Welcome back, Three Dudes with a View, Monday morning edition. I am Del Kennedy, dude number three, dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude on Mondays and sometime other days, Gary Powers. How are you? Excellent. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. All right, folks. Let's let's turn back to what happened the last time we were on the air last Thursday. Uh, and it, it, yeah, yeah, Miss York's just laughing. Um, 
It, it's, How's your wrist, Del? Your wrist okay? My wrist? I, yeah, you know, they normally put them things tight on you, on your wrist. You oh, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, I, let, let me preface this, though, by saying this. You know, I, I was an assistant United States attorney for 25 years, uh, and in that position I was called on to work with police forces all across the state of Tennessee and all across the country on occasion, you know, as, as uh, local police would get involved in a joint federal uh, local investigation. And um, and so I, I got to know police forces around Tennessee, around the country. And then I came back here after I retired in 2018 and started doing criminal defense law here locally. And, and one of the things that pleasantly surprised me was that, and of course, in that capacity, I, as a criminal defense lawyer, I worked with Columbia Police Department every day in some way, you know. And uh, they they would be the investigative force on the cases that I was handling, whether it be the detective division, patrol division, what have you. And I was pleasantly uh surprised surprise is not the right word but i was i was happy to discover that the columbia police department is one of the most professional well-trained uh and i would say the most professional well-trained forces that i've i've ever worked with whether a big city small city or somewhere in between uh, and they are very capably led by uh, Jeremy Alsop, Chief Jeremy Alsop. And, uh, you know, we've frequently been involved in conversations um, on this show where, you know, Mr. York likes to talk about uh, uh, police police overreach. Uh, but we've, we've never... I mean, mark this down. We've never had to talk about it in this community. Uh, our force is professional. And so when Mr. York or anybody else who's on the show starts talking about, you know, the police have done this or done that, that is oppressive or overreaching, it's it's always, you know, my reply is, well, that's that's in Washington State or that's in Philadelphia. It's not in Columbia, Tennessee. So... We are blessed by a very professional uh, police force, a very professional police chief. Now, that doesn't mean always that some things might not go wrong. (laughs) And Clayton and Miss York are laughing. We were sitting here doing our broadcast on Thursday, our live broadcast, just like we are now. And many of you have seen my red pickup truck uh, parked over on the sidewalk at St. Peter's, um, and what Clayton did, you you think I've been I've been parking over there more than a year, right? I'd say about a year or so. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's you know Walker Street is where it is 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 a side street, and uh, I've I've many of you seen my truck parked there, and I've been there parked there for a year, and I hadn't thought anything about it. Nobody. You know, nobody said anything. It's a side street. Well, well, typically, during the day, everything from the top of Walker Street towards, you know, the bottom 
fills up, especially when the restaurant next door is open. Stuff's going on at the church. So I get it. You know, I, I understand why you've parked there. Yeah. The and, past. I mean, so it was parked on the sidewalk, not causing any danger to the public. Uh, just parked on the sidewalk. And uh been there quite some time, and nobody said anything, so I thought it was, you know, I figured it was okay. And uh <laughs> then all of a sudden, we're on the air, and this young police officer barges right into our live broadcast and i mean he's he's rude and mad is that fair claim yeah he was upset there there's no doubt about it he, he he was not he was not happy and he wasn't very friendly this is a parking violation people <laughs> and uh this is a parking ticket and uh and he barges who's whose red truck is that i said it's mine he goes move it right now and i said we're on the air and he goes move it right now or i'll have it towed and just just mean and rude with no cause and so i go out there and by the time i get out there there's another there are two patrol cars parked out by my truck and one is i assume is sergeant or supervisor and clayton gets Clayton, you just you you got worried. I mean, Clayton, Clayton thought he needed to. He had an instinct that he needed to come out and see what was happening. I just wanted to make sure everything was going smoothly. Yeah. Did you take Did you take camera, Clayton? I did not. I I, I did not. I did not do that. God, missed an opportunity. You missed an opportunity. And so I go out and I and I'm, you know, you know, y'all, I'm. 66 years old i hadn't had a speeding ticket i think in 25 years you know and whatever a police officer says do i i do it you know <laughs> and uh uh and and so the the older one though he's not much older i guess he's so he, he's he's mad too and, <laughs> they, and they weren't very happy i put it to you that way i mean everybody's salt in their coffee huh I guess. I mean, this is a parking violation, and uh, and so he says, "Give me your license, registration, proof of insurance." I said, you know, "Of course." And so I fish around the glove box and give him that stuff, and um, and and then he goes, uh, "Well, you were parked here after a documented warning," and I said, "No, I was not warned." By any if I, if any police officer said I shouldn't park here, I wouldn't have been parked here, you know. And and uh, Clayton, that's and and we checked all over the station. Nobody in the station says that had have been contacted by police to. Um, didn't Drake didn't Drake text you and say he was notified Monday, but didn't he, tell you? <laughs> you're correct. He did. The problem with Drake is you've just got no way of knowing what the truth is. <laughs> I mean, you got absolutely. I thought that was hilarious. Drake texted in and said, "Oh no, I forgot to tell you Monday. They told me, but I forgot to tell you." Yeah, well, he did send that text, and and whether or not Drake was actually the one, you know, was was talked to by police officers, we'll never know because you just don't know. Swear him in next time he's on on the air and see if he's telling the truth. Then, well, he's listening right now, but there's just no way of knowing. <laughs> is he uh, down, is, is, is he down at the meeting three? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's sending his, you know, 
usual 50 text and my phone's well, dead I'm surprised so I'm I didn't hear from him when I was talking about Tennessee football I thought he'd start berating me are you sure he's listening oh absolutely he, he uh, sent a text um, a minute ago you probably ago. got the so, uh huh well um, you know he is a partial Tennessee fan I think he just doesn't like to tell people had four texts in the last five minutes uh, uh, Del, tell us how you went in that glove box did you use two hands and you had one hand in the air while you was fishing for that registration and and, and insurance I don't, I don't know what difference it make I guess I used two hands what difference does that make well, I want to know, know the outcome you, you of you can this. get what shot happened? putting two hands in a glove box now oh what oh, happened oh Oh no! Yeah, I, it, recommendation is keep your hands out where they're visible. Don't reach for anything, and do it very slowly. Hmm. Let's see what you're saying. Uh, well, anyway, I found those things and gave them to the officer and said, "Look, no, nobody has said anything to me about being parked here prior to this first time anybody said anything to me about." being parked here and happy to move my truck and you know won't be parked here again and this supervisor i think he starts to have some sense that he's probably not doing the right thing here and uh, he was gonna write you a ticket oh i know he was and uh he he he, he gets some sort of spidey sense that uh you know this is this may not be cool at all and uh and he he goes all right i'm gonna let you go but so if i see you parked here again you know i'm gonna uh not only charge you with illegal parking but lying to the police Del, from a human experience though and that uh, was your first experience how did you really feel as a result of that incident what what kind of feeling as a man did you have as a result of that incident? I, you know, I understand where you're going, Mr. York, and uh, um, but now, first of all, I mean you're 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 trying to you know use this as the way black people are treated when um, when they encounter police, and I mean, I mean, I think that's what the sergeant was starting to realize you know here i was you know he i assume he pulled me up on his computer back there they all they have computers in their cars now and they just pull up information you know i'm a 66 year old man who hadn't had a ticket in 25 years uh and they're out there treating me like i robbed a bank uh, and, and that's what I was trying to say, Dell. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be a black person. We know there's been more incidents of black people involved with police, but everyday Americans have problems, too. And, yeah, but and that's I mean, all I was asking you. How, did, how did that make you feel? Obviously, you know, I'm a downtown businessman. I, I you know, don't have any criminal record. I mean, um, and so, yeah, you don't have to be black to be uh, disrespected and treated rudely and unprofessionally by police officers. Um, In the early 2000s, I did diversity training for the whole city of Columbia. Hopefully some of those policemen are still, I know they have a large turnover, but that, you know, it was very well received when I did the training for them. The whole city of Columbia, including the police and fire department. Yeah. So, so th- I think I think I had an impact on explaining to them some of the issues that that the public values and and how to look at at, at things a little bit differently. Yes, uh, and 
you know, there, there's one thing for sure, though. Uh, there is no room in a modern police department, uh, and with the things that we've been through in the last, you know, 20 years or so, there there is no room for any officer with a short fuse. Uh, that just that is not going to work out as a professional officer. And if you've got a short fuse like this young man did, and maybe even his supervisor, you, you need to be a different line of work. Uh, and unfortunately, part of the job now is just to, you know, I was not abusive. I was extreme. There was nothing I did to provoke any of this. Um, and I was absolutely cooperative and, you know, was preemptively accused of wanting to park my car there again that's not going to happen uh police officer said don't park it there not going to be parked there right Right. and uh um so this is all right we're one minute out but uh there's just there's just no room for an officer with a short fuse on anybody's police force anymore go ahead carrie go ahead what's up well, it's a side note, but I think Mr. York's trying to get into your fields, and I think you're not exactly going where he wants you to go. And I think Mr. York's probably heading racial, and you're talking about short fuse. But I will say, um, I'm a big fan of the Columbia Police Department, and also it's a great department. My opinion hadn't changed. And Murray County Sheriff's Department, also, you know, also is a great school. department. Yes. Yeah, but I will say, if you want to get into the fields, Mr. York back there was a day where <clears throat> i was pushing an issue at central and i made a comment of hey where'd you get that money and i was told by the principal it's my money i'll spend it how i want to and he called the sro on me and i did get escorted out um i did not resist so it's as simple as that but i will say if you want to get into the fields the feeling of intimidation when someone in a uniform is budging barging into you know a recording session and kind of pushing you outside saying you got a notice no i didn't i mean again that it was a very intimidating feeling when i simply asked a question and then force was used against me that is not if you want to get into your feels you know again i think that's what i was talking about ankle ankle that's what i was talking about carrie it makes a human being have a different feeling of intimidation and you know there's an authority figure there and you've got to comply or you're in deep trouble, that that feeling. Well, yeah, those are powers that shouldn't be abused. And I'm not pointing any fingers at the person who was told by the principal to come escort me out because I think they did a good job. They were very reasonable. But it was, if you want to get into the feels of it all, it's intimidating. Yeah. All right, folks. We're going to take a break. Come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Men, this is for you. Stop and listen. Every woman has a secret desire to have diamonds. I can say this because I am a woman. When I put on my ring or put on my earrings that my husband gave me, I feel special. Stop by Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia or Lewisburg. Let us help you find a special diamond just for her. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the TSSAA, are the 109,000 high school sports students in Tennessee. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Celebrate back-to-school season with Hiller. This month only, get free backyard upgrades when you replace essential home systems like a free Traeger grill with a new whole home generator or a free Yeti cooler with a new tankless water heater. And Hiller's keeping you cool for back-to-school with zero interest financing for up to 12 months on select new HVAC systems. Visit happyhiller.com, happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run.
Okay, welcome back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Hey, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. And regular special guest dude, Carrie Powers. Hello. Hello. Monday. Hello. Happy Monday to you. Glad to see you. All right. Let's... uh, Hey, hey, Dell. Yeah. Before you before you leave that topic, I don't know if you're getting ready to leave or not. Uh, what lessons should be learned from from that experience that you had in terms of applying the law, having the prerogatives or the authority to apply the law to the John Q. public in the streets? What what lessons should have been generated from that experience? Um. Well, let me take a stab at that. I mean. First of all, let's put it in perspective. I mean, this was a parking violation, uh, and uh, it did not involve any threat to public safety or anything of that nature. It was just a parking violation. Uh, and, I mean, most... most. Well, let, let's start with yeah. the barging into the studio, first of all. Barging in on a live broadcast and interrupting. I mean, it, it, should, it was just... There should have been some inquiries made before the interruption. No. I mean, all they had to do is, you know, is wait on a break and say, Mr. Kennedy, will you move your car? And I would have said, of course I will. Just as soon as the broadcast is over, I'll be out there to move my car, you know. That's what I'm saying. You see persons in a closed room. Or the door was open, but you see persons in a room. Some inquiries, some minor inquiries, should have been made before he approached and told you to come move your car. Well, absolutely, it was just outrageous. We're all sitting here with headsets on and speaking into these boom mics that we have, and we're obviously a live broadcast. You know, uh, I mean, this was just arrogant, hot-headed. And for the life of me, I don't understand. You know, I mean, there there was Clayton. There was no, there there was nothing but. Uh, I mean, th- there was nothing but a polite response on my part, was it? I thought so. Yeah, I mean, it it it. I, no, I I, 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 I didn't yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't you know argue mm-hmm. back or back talk or mm-hmm. you know officer what do you, right. you know what you need me to do the second thing Del, that there was no emergency your truck wasn't on fire burning a building down or something no absolutely not there was it was it was just parked on a sidewalk on a back street and, and that's where bad decisions are being made you know the approach and then what their approach was about those were not good decisions no but i think to me, they, you know, and I have seen this over the years, and most of the time when you start talking about something that we see in, on, in the national news, you know, it involves uh, somebody who doesn't have the correct, who has a short fuse, who doesn't have the correct temperament to be in law enforcement. And this, I learned this early young, kind of apology. What's that? Once it kind of started to de-escalate, did you get any kind of apology for I mean, I think no. barging into a closed studio is probably not a, a good thing to do. Did you ever get an apology for the no, not anywhere the way close it escalated? To it. And hmm? I was I was treated rudely until I mean I was let go, but I was treated rudely all the way through. The the thing that 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 person that officer missed was that you can be ever so right 
but still apply the rightness wrong. In other words, you can be right, but yet you can be wrong in how you apply what you're doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the third thing I want to say, did okay. you report the incident at, and you so they can use it as a training aid? Well, we came back in here and started talking about it on the air, <laughs> and still are. But, uh, but a call should be made to, to the sergeant or so, whoever's in charge of that particular officer and let them know what's going on. That's how you improve I conditions guess, in I your mean, community. Yeah, I understand, Miss York. I, you know, I don't. I, See, the reason I, not yeah, reporting I mean, it, it continues to happen, and it festers and get worse if you don't report it. Yeah, I feel like that if I do report it, though, I'm asking that something be done about it, and. I, I that's, that's just not my style. I, I don't. It, it something seems, it must seems, be done about it. You were the victim in that instance. I know, and, but it seems if re- it's not corrected, there's going to be another type of victim out uh, there. It, it seems retributive, and I just uh, that's just not the way I am. Uh, it, it's not. It's not minor, Odell. It's not minor. If you were like you said on the radio the other day, if you. If you were up on East Ninth, that may have taken a different direction. Well, that's I I I, I hear you. Uh, it just seems like that if I do that, that I'm you know officially asking that something be done to the officer. And um, I, well, you can state what you want. Just tell them you'd like that to be used as as a training aid. Well, you know, teachable moment. It's a I mean, a phrase in nursing school was teachable moment i mean i think it's a teachable moment i mean you know it all worked out you didn't get hauled off your car didn't get towed but i think it's a you know hopefully a teachable moment i mean you know who doesn't come out of the gate hot the kid was probably or the young man's probably you know got a uniform and a badge and all excited and you know it's a teachable moment yeah i'm just not uh it's just not my style to sort of go for an eye for an eye you know i mean they treat they badly mistreated me but it's not an eye for an eye, Del. It's helping to make your city better. Well, and thankfully, it sounds it's like, I mean, not, I guess what I'm understanding way. is that there was a supervisor on the scene who probably did kind of make mention, oh, hey, let's recap this. You know, so I, the, hopefully the, without. The supervisor definitely, he did, you could see him when a bulb went off when he recognized it. He needed to step back a little bit and and decided not to give me a ticket. But don't get me wrong, the supervisor was rude and unprofessional uh, up until the end of the encounter. Well, it really uh, sounds like this is all Drake's fault for not notifying you anyway. <laughs> so, you know, let's just put this in perspective. It was all Drake's fault. I wasn't Drake's fault. He warning and he didn't notify you. So, Drake I'm, sorry you got her, uh, I'm sorry you got a um confronted based on drake's transgressions oh uh-huh. drake was just joking he he did he wouldn't do that i'm quite sure drake has great credibility he would tell you if something like that had happened dang gum sky's looking clear over here i'd watch out for lightning if i were you <laughs> but Del, right. seriously though if we don't stop and try to correct things that are done in the public by uh officers or anybody anyone in authority it will continue minor things will continue then you get 
an escalated event that really damages your community. I mean, you don't have to ask that the guy get fired or either one of them get disciplined just as a training aid. Yeah, I mean, and and I'll I'm ready to leave this, but you know, I'm I'm you know positive that both the supervisor and the young officer are, are well aware by now. Of, you know, they they've got either they're listening or they got friends who are listening, and they're they're well aware of what happened and what we think about what they did at this point now they're doing one of two things uh they're uh they're they're you know sort of saying whoops we we messed up here or they're sitting around with themselves and their buddies uh trying to rationalize and justify what they did and to demonize me and if they're doing the latter they don't need to be on the police force at all they're not teachable uh, they're not coachable, and uh, uh, Clayton's over here nodding his head. And uh, uh, if if they're out there listening, I just want them to know that you know I, I drive a white Jeep Grand Cherokee. <laughs> <laughs> you next, Clayton. You're next. Clayton. Oh, oh, hold it now. <laughs> let's 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 not be throwing out the. <laughs> Mike, you better put yours out there too. Hey, don't. Yeah, uh, hang on a second here. Now, you know the other the other side of this. I've been I've been thinking this whole time because I've been caught in these situations as a teacher. Every so often, you know, I came in bad day, kind of stepped into some something I didn't need to step into. My principal backed me with a parent, and then called me. You know, after everything was over, the parent left and stuff like that. Pulled me into his office and said, "Don't you ever do that to me again." <laughs> you know, because I'm going to back you. You know, I'm going to back you, but don't you ever put me in a corner like that again. And that very easily could have happened with them. You know, he, he after the, it's over, he pulls out officer's side and say, "Hey, you know, that's not how we need to handle these things." But to Delk's observation, to anybody else's observation, the supervisor is going to back his policeman. Yeah, and that's good leadership. I and and uh, so that, that 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 very easily could have happened and, and stuff like that. But uh, to the to the police force out there and stuff, I was in the park, correct parking spot, and will continue to be there as much as possible. Doctor, <laughs> <laughs> with that to be known. All right, let's, let's talk about some. Let's talk about some police misconduct that is truly harmful on a national stage. Um, you know, folks. Lindsey Graham. Uh, Lindsey Graham's right. Uh, the uh, what? What? It it it's become obvious, folks, that the FBI and the Department of Justice are corrupt to the core. Absolutely. Not so. Not so. Del. Absolutely corrupt. And, I cast my vote with Del. Uh, yeah. And uh, the what's going on with the raid on Mar-a-Lago? It was done in large part to push a narrative that um, that all Trump supporters are violent. You know, they're all just waiting to break into the Capitol. And well, Lindsey uh, Graham is trying to prove that. He says if Trump is indicted, there will be riots in the street. I've said that. And he's on the Judiciary Committee, the Mr. Senate Mr. Judiciary Mr. Committee. What kind of idiot is that? Sometime it's time for violence, like the American Revolution. You don't advocate violence, Dell. Mr. York, sometime it's necessary. For, for those folks 
that. Listen to that. This is a pound of baloney. This is what's going on. You, Joe Biden, the Democrats, the FBI, are trying to paint all Trump supporters as violent. And, you know, sooner or later, you're going to get what you ask for. No, your people, the GOP. Lindsey Graham is calling for violence in the street. Sometime you're going, and he's on no, the Judiciary he's Committee. He's not calling for Judiciary violence. Committee. He's warning. About he's warning for violence. And 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 but the the Democratic if Party, so, even the president over the weekend, calling us all fascists. I mean, y'all are pushing. You're the Democrats, the liberals, and the FBI and the Department of Justice are pushing conservatives as hard as they can because they want to push a narrative. That were violent. Well, careful, careful. You keep Nobody's pushing. pushing anybody. Yes, y'all. you y'all are. You are pushing. To do stuff us, that's you are pushing and lawless. Then you, you need to be prosecuted. Pu- just like those folks in you Tennessee. You are pushing there, us to violence, and sometimes it's like it's, the Casada incident. It's you are pushing us to violence, and sometimes you're going to get what you ask for. What Nobody's you ought to be doing, Miss York. What, what the Department of Justice, what the president ought to be doing is, you know, saying, okay, we've got some differences. What can we do to put this country back together? But he's no, he's not. He's, and it didn't he's, work. He's, he's out. tried that. It didn't work. He, no, he so didn't try it. Now he's calling them out. Now he's calling those that small percentage of, of anti Mr. York, you are, you are now, you are, by, there, there's no other way to put it. That what you're doing right now, what you just did, is advocate for a civil war. And I'm so, advocating for a civil war? Yes, you are. That, that's what you interpret, because you don't want to be law-abiding. Miss York, are you going to? Are you going to? Miss York, name, name the first thing that you're willing to compromise with me on. Just anything. I don't care. Immigration, abortion, uh, the debt, canceling student debt. What? What? Oh, any of those? What of those would you be willing to compromise? The has for Hunter Biden. Of Trump. Like you're, there's a of, of Trump power on secrets. one side, and absolutely. Oh, that's what you would come. That's your offer of compromise to indict Trump. Indict Trump for stealing secrets. And so, what would jeopardizing human capital that works in in the state? So you're so you're not willing to compromise on immigration, abortion, canceling student debt. Compromise on immigration. Let's make the same law for everybody.